Warning! This episode contains foul language, minor horror movie spoilers, and friendship. For all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we sit down with one of our friends and we talk about something weird. This week, we're sitting down with several of our friends because this is a reunion episode. Return guests. It's all your faves. I'm Ashley. This is my co-host, Lauren. What up, weirdos? And today we are joined by, who was first? Matt Roberts. Oh, hello. From episode 12. Uh, yeah, did we say electronic, electronic Matt, Matt, Matt phenomenon? phenomenon. Yes. yes. That's when we used to yes. put people's names into the titles. We gave and up it, on that real quick. We stopped doing right. that well, around it, so. the time that Jimmy Heisner came on for our I, <laughs> 90s Spooktacular, spectacular. Two-parter. Two, two-parter, two and you and had you a did mini so with no me. Big, no big deal. Because I was Lauren pooping was a, out of my oh, whole body. I wasn't going to say, but <laughs> she was pooping out of every orb. <laughs> you also didn't do it for my episode either. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we, we also we, uh, we, we also up. didn't do it for Laura's episode. We got really bad at it. It started getting harder and harder to like incorporate people's names. Anyways, mm-hmm. we have Laura. Hi, weirdos. Just heard on the reincarnation episode, which was bananas. Banana town. <laughs> so good. It was so. It was good, really good. But it was crazy. So good. You guys actually, all three of you have. Some of our like fan favorite episodes. I was just gonna say, as we were listing them, I was like, "You all have really solid episodes." Yeah, you have some oh, of the yeah. episodes that people oh. talk about the most because mm. I know everyone loves Matt's because we shared a lot of your like EVPs, crazy yeah. EVPs, and everyone was, was flipping out. <laughs> and everyone and they were was awesome. losing it. And Jimmy, everyone loves the nineties. I'm amazing. That's why. Also, it's Jimmy's because very of your amazing. And he has such screaming like, about the 90s. Jimmy has such high energy too all the time. Clearly. <laughs> Which provides really great content. And then Reincarnation, obviously. Reincarnation actually had, sorry, Joe just broke the record. That's totally um, fine. On Friday. But we had, Reincarnation had like our highest downloads. Here's the thing though. When you let Joe do like 40 episodes, it one of them eventually is going to be like. Ooh, you know, oh, there is man, shade. Is so, I'm so tra- wow. sorry, Joe. Joe's, Joe's um, yep. uh, we've got a couple friends in the room actually right now <laughs> listening to the episode. We have Joey Oaks, Handsome Joe. Hello. There he is. I'm far away. <laughs> and we've got our good friend Lindsay. Lindsay knew about Cropsy. <laughs> yes. You are from are you from Staten Island? Yes. yes. So you knew about Cropsy. Oh, yes. 
before the documentary. We've talked about Cropsy several times on the podcast oh, yeah. because it's He's the weird episode. literally <laughs> Banana Towns. Welcome so to So many bananas banana. on this episode so far. <laughs> it's been a lot of bananas. This episode brought to you by Chiquita Bananas. 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 <laughs> Just bananas. It's Just actually bananas. brought to you by the like hat that she wears. The Chiquita banana girl. Oh, like girl the fruit hat. With several different yeah, with oh, the sure. grapes and the oranges it's piled up. It's not just bananas. Do we know the name of that hat? It's a... I do not. Fruit. Uh, fruit fruit hat. Fruit hat. Fruit hat. <laughs> All right. Well. I'm a Chiquita banana and, and I come to say... Or what is it? I don't Come know. to say bananas should be eaten in a Every day. Way. There's a song? There's a Chiquita banana a song. A Chiquita banana and I'm here, here to, to say... say. I come to help me out in a special way. She knows I didn't know the correct word. Was this in a commercial? I think no, so. No, it's oh, from it a not? fever dream we both had together. <laughs> <laughs> it's we from a fever dream we both shared in nineteen ninety four. Do you yeah, know what we're talking about? I no, I don't. <laughs> I thought it was like a known thing. I do like bananas, but I don't I have no we'll idea Google what you're talking about. You heard it here first. It's fine, fine every Matt Roberts loves bananas. <laughs> it's true. So today we are doing a mini reunion episode with some of your favorite guests, and we're actually going to be talking about some of our favorite horror movies and some of the interesting facts that you may or may not know about those horror movies. Today, we're talking about Candyman, The Shining, the, Shining. the original Halloween, Evil Dead, Evil Dead, and a movie we've talked about on the show before and fits Matt Roberts perfectly, The Innkeepers, and a yes. little bit about, um, the, why do I keep thinking The Devil's Backbone? Uh, I don't know. But, what is uh, it? <laughs> it's, uh, the House of the Devil. The House yeah. of the Devil. The yeah. Devil's Backbone is actually a Guillermo del Toro movie back before he made Shape of Water and Hellboy oh, really? and everything. Yeah, it's called The Devil's Backbone. I don't know what it is in Spanish, but Isn't it it's part really of the Criterion scary. Collection? I'm trying to think what it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's That's the only reason I know it. It's pretty spooky, actually. Never seen it. Anyways, you guys should watch it. it. It's Guillermo del Toro. But just in time <laughs> for Halloween with all these scary movies. This is a lead up to our Listener Ghost Stories Halloween episode, which Ooh, is yeah. so spooky. So scary. I can't. We have so many stories, and they're just always the best episodes. They are pretty fun. So I'm going to start. I'm actually talking about the movie Candyman today. How many people in the room have seen Candyman? Me. I think you made me watch it once. I don't remember it. Probably. I make everyone that I meet watch it. It was made in 1992. I'm actually going to try and stray away from spoilers, because I really think everyone should see this movie, because it's one of the greatest... It's known as like a slasher movie, but I don't know if you can quite qualify it as only slasher because there's some really paranormal elements to yeah, it as well. Yeah, because I feel like slasher is usually when just a person just like is coming out. A person with a knife right, right, and like right, he's alive yes. and whatever. There's paranormal twists and turns. Yes. So Candyman takes place in Chicago. Hey. What, what? Everyone on this show today is from Illinois. That's so yeah, cute. I could actually, die. Here's the thing. I'm pretend I'm ripping up this paper. We are not talking about horror movies anymore. We're what? just going to talk about living in Illinois. Perfect. <laughs> it's flat. There's pizza there. It's flat. There's, there's, there's corn. Lots of corn. Lots of corn. Land of Lincoln. Lincoln. Land of Lincoln. We made the penny first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We're the Let's best. get rid of that thing. Okay. So uh, Candyman takes place in Chicago. A graduate student named Helen, who's played by Virginia Madsen, and she's amazing. She's and great. 
She has really nice boobies. So Hey, we were talking <laughs> nice. about this earlier. <laughs> we were. She's researching urban legends for her thesis, and during her interviews with the college students, she learns about an urban legend called the Candyman. And so Candyman is a legend wherein if you say his name five times in front of a mirror, a la Bloody Mary, exactly, he'll show up behind you and kill you with his hook for a hand. Pretty generic, but where it becomes super original and interesting is learning that Candyman resides in Cabrini Green, which is a real, well, it was, it was torn down, but it was a real housing project in Southside Chicago Mm. that was basically kind of known for its poverty and violence and horrible living conditions. Like, basically, if you think of the projects that was Cabrini Green. Cabrini okay. Green started the idea of projects okay. in America. It oh. was kind of a disaster. They ended up having to tear it down because it was so horrible. Horrible just and dangerous. And, yeah. yeah. That's all I'll say about the plot. I just wanted to give you like a little synopsis, a little teaser about the plot. One of the interesting things in Candyman, and I'm not going to explain the genesis of this phenomenon in the movie because I think it spoils something, but there are a shit ton of bees. Mm-hmm. Beads? Bees. Like bumblebees. There's too many. Like. Bees. Candyman, who's played by Tony Todd, is consistently covered in bees throughout the filming of the Candyman movies. And he was stung by 23 bees during the space of the three films. Was this part of the film or is this just an actor choice? Actor choice. He just wanted to be covered in bees. This had nothing to do with the plot. (laughs) It was was just just He brought his own bees to set every day. How many times was he stung? Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. I have bees. How many Um, times was he stung? 23. Okay. This was within the three movies. Here's the thing. Never watch two or three. I didn't know there was a two or three. There's a two or three. It's garbage. Don't watch them. Ignore that they exist. But Candyman won. Two and three, he was stung 23 times. Now, the interesting thing about these bees, one, 23 times is actually a really low number because I'm not kidding, he's covered in fucking bees. Like, this movie, he's covered. And you've got 500 bees on you. 23 ain't that bad. 23 is not so bad for three films. But the way that they had to breed the bees, they bred them specifically for the movie so that they could keep the cast and crew safe from bee stings. Because they had to breed them. They they weren't like mutant bees, but they had to be a certain age. They could they had to be like 12 hours old. And the reason <laughs> they were 12 hours old, I'm not kidding, because they were the same size as a full grown bee. But if they stung you, it wouldn't kill you. If you got stung by like okay. a thousand for whatever freak reason, like that you were covered you. in a thousand, like bees. if you were covered you in hundreds of bees, bees like Tony Todd was, <laughs> for whatever freak reason, you'd be stung by a thousand bees. Virginia Madsen was actually allergic, like deathly allergic to bees too. Which, like, maybe don't take the role. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. It it's in the script. Maybe don't take it. You she think. took the role. She's highly allergic to bees. 
So she had to have an ambulance on set at all times in case she got stung so that they could save her life. That's insane. (laughs) One more B note. At one point in the movie, Candyman opens his mouth (laughs) to reveal that it's full of bees. Uh. (laughs) His whole mouth is full of bees. And it's practical effects. They actually did it. (gasps) Tony Todd fills his mouth full of bees. And the only thing that's protecting him is a tiny little plastic cover so that they won't go down his throat. So they are actually in his mouth. Oh, my God. Which is totally dope. Awful. So awesome or I, I, I hate it. I think I, I think it's yeah, it's great. No, I think he's it's fine wonderful. Today. He's fine. That's he's cool. still yeah. alive. He was in the Final Destination franchise. <laughs> Joe's favorite movies. I, I still <laughs> don't think great is the right ab- adjective for that. Bees in my mouth. Uh, you don't want bees thought, in your mouth? No, that's that's cool. That's I weird. I'm all for practical effects, so half of the actual movie takes place in the projects in Cabrini Green. They filmed the outdoor shots, the peripheral shots in Cabrini Green, because it wasn't torn down yet, this was like crazy dangerous because it was run by gangs. So what they had to do was they had to like make deals with the gang leaders that they like wouldn't kill them when they came in. So they had to put them in the shots as like background and pay them for their work. So all the background so actors the members in Cabrini background. Green and Candyman are actual gang members who like agreed Whoa. to like a ceasefire. Yeah. But on the last day of filming in Cabrini Green, uh, someone did shoot up the camera van. No one was hurt, but bullets mm. like went through the van. Right. So and my last little thing, finally the role of Candyman almost went to Eddie Murphy. What? <laughs> and the role of Helen almost went to Sandra Bullock. And that would have been a completely different movie. Um a completely <laughs> different movie. Can what? You imagine if Can- were they going to be serious? I, I feel like it was gonna be a comedy I mean, a romantic did, comedy um, even. I don't know. Maybe could it? I mean, it was already kind of romantic. There Spoiler alert: Candyman, a little bit romantic. Has <laughs> a little has sexy. A little sexy. Wow. What next? Jimmy. Halloween. Yeah. Let's talk about. Huh. It's actually very queen. topical because two weeks. Halloween's coming up soon. Well, the holiday the is. The holiday is coming up very and soon. And the movie. And the new film is Honestly, coming up. Honestly, that's the only reason I wanted to talk about it is because there's another movie coming out. that look, actually incredible. looks like it's actually going to be good. I know. I'm amazed. You know, what's really cool about the new movie, I actually brought this up in a, a newsletter as well. I don't know any, I don't know if it's good. I haven't seen it. But if you notice in the trailer, there's so many cool little nods to the original, original. Yeah. franchise that aren't super noticeable they're not like super in your face like at one point she's wa- running down the street and you see the three masks from halloween three oh like the gosh. kids are wearing the witch and the pumpkin yep. and the skull from halloween three i love little and there was eggs. another thing where it was like, like loomis's car is in it I think. yes I loomis's that. car yeah. was in it and uh the hat that's hanging on laurie strode's wall in the first movie is in her home in again now as an adult that's cool. I love Anyways, stuff like that. Anyways, I love it. <laughs> Just little hidden gems. But the original was kind of the, w- aside from Psycho, I'd would say we say the that's blue, the original? The blueprint for the modern horror film. It's like, definitely the so. modern slasher film. Yeah. 
People give it to Psycho. I feel like they say that's really the original, but Halloween, I think, stands totally on its own and really changed the game. I think it made the biggest difference. Well, I difference. mean, without Halloween, we wouldn't have Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream. Right, yeah. It kickstarted everything. We wouldn't have Urban Legend. <gasps> the best With movie Jared ever. <laughs> Go on. Jason X. We certainly wouldn't have Jason X. Good lord! Is Jason, Jason X Jason's the one where he punches the he's guy's in head space? off? Oh no! Oh, just kidding! I don't know yeah. about this. I didn't know there was space. Situation. He's, in, he's in space. I'm I mean, upset. I don't know what else you want. <laughs> Jason Voorhees in space. Come I'm on. upset about it. I didn't know that happened. Jason goes to space. I wish it would have been called Jason goes to space. Why didn't they call there it was, Jason well, goes to space? Because they they had used that. They had Jason goes to hell. Ah, uh, so you couldn't. Previously. So you can't go. You couldn't so you do Jason. Because then <laughs> after that, you have to be like, Jason goes to Spain. Exactly. And then it just <laughs> then it just sounds like a like a Harry Potter series where you just like. Jason right. and the Sorcerer's Stone. Exactly. You know Jason what I mean? you can't and just the Philosopher's same, Stone. Same. I mean. Jason, 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 Spring, Jason Spring Break special. That I would actually watch that movie. That'd I would not watch that movie. I'd turn it on and like clean my house <laughs> like, and have it like in the background. Camp, <laughs> camp Crystal Lake reopens and it's just the hotbed of Spring Break. Yeah. Yes. Be amazing. Everyone That's where they all go to. This MTV isn't what we're here to talk about. No, let's talk about Halloween. The movie Halloween. What year did it come out? 1978. Yeah, this is the 40th anniversary. Woo! Oh my um, God, it was the 70s. Crazy. That That is nuts. John Carpenter. Who is... Who is the master of... I mean, Hitchcock is the master of horror, but John Carpenter sure. actually is the master of horror. Do you think that Halloween kind of started the trope of sexuality and horror? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, unintentionally, because everyone in Halloween that dies is a trollop. Sexually active. Someone who's engaging in premarital sex. Sure. Being promiscuous and being punished for it. Yeah. Um, whereas Lori... Is a loner. Can't even get a date. Mm-hmm. Oh, she tries. Got her nose stuck in a book like yeah, a what nerd. A She's nerd. like Belle. She yeah, is exactly. just like Belle. But then again, I feel like that might be a trope that's from the 50s. I feel like anytime you saw like two couples making out in a car and they were being promiscuous, They'd that was nerd. when the monster would attack. True. It's true, but but like I like when you see a, a horror movie and you see someone's shirt come off. It's like, all right, well, they're dead. We they know have, it's they going don't have down. much longer. I mean, so they talk true. about it in Scream. Oh, if you're a virgin, mm-hmm. you're going to survive yeah. to the end of the movie. Which is why sex, Scream is great because they name all the rules exactly. that have yeah. been created by movies. Uh-huh. I like Halloween. I like, Halloween. <laughs> like you said, it was completely unintentional because yeah. they even said that that they they did not intend to do that yeah. at all. It just happened. John Carpenter's that... like, well, she's the only one who's paying attention. Like, yeah, everyone else, else is like, everyone busy else is preoccupied with getting laid, and she's just like. No, I'm, I'm. No, guys, let's uh, yeah. let's look around. No, let's I'm alone. I'm scared. I'm babysitting the kids. I'm trying that to was keep a big this thing safe. too. Yeah. That's true. Was that made before when a stranger calls? Oh, I think so. Halloween. I think so. I, yeah, I think so. Joe, I think so too. Joe's our resident Googler. Um, resident Googler. Fact check. I think because so, I think though. that I think Halloween really started the whole like babysitter. Well, yeah, because it was originally. Oh, and Halloween looky, was looky. originally the babysitter murders. Was it really? really? Yeah, it so was. This is why you're here. With the I facts. guess so. This is why we. I was like, I don't know any. I don't have any facts. You, you guys so don't much. know. But I <laughs> no, like Halloween when it was originally written was was the premise of it was the babysitter murders, and it was just supposed to be. It was supposed to take place over a certain like three or four nights about mm. this neighborhood, and it's, it was supposed to be a bunch of babysitters getting murdered. Um, okay. And then when they were doing it, they were like, "We, we, should, we don't really have the 
budget to do like so much. They couldn't even do wardrobe changes, really. So they're like, "Can we just do it? Can all we just do it in one night? In one night?" One and they were evening. like, "Great!" And they were like, "Well, what's what's one night? Well, let's make it Halloween. That makes logical sense." And then mm. they were like, "Wait, no one's actually made a movie called Halloween. Let's just call it Halloween." And that's what it. That's how that became. But it was originally called the Babysitter Murders, and it was supposed to be about a bunch of different like babysitters that get killed. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't go that way. Exactly. Me too. I and obviously, Halloween was not made with the intention of being a franchise oh, of yeah. X amount of movies. Right. right. Like no supposed one intended to, be, to do that. Well, John Carpenter made that to be a standalone. And, and then, like you said, he was drunk the whole time. They made some money <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to get mine out of this and made another one. And then they were like, well, let's make it an anthology. And that's how you get Season of the Witch, which is The best fantastic. of the Halloween It was a great idea. Franchise. Well, that was the... When they wanted to do Halloween 2, the idea was, let's make a bunch of different stories that take place on Halloween night. Right. You told me about this. But Michael Myers was so popular that they were like, well, everyone's going to come see Michael Myers in a movie. They realized he was what yeah. it was all about. So they made Halloween 2. And that's why they ended Halloween 4 was the return of Michael Myers. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> people went into Halloween 3 and being like, Where, what's this? Where's mask? Michael Myers? That came from Michael. Michael is the reason people showed up. Yeah. That's why. There is a little scene in Halloween 3 where someone is watching a television and the original Halloween is on the TV. Nice. So That's a nice little yeah. ode. Go on. How um, do you know how much uh, the mask cost? The original $1. mask. One dollar. One dollar. I've heard it. Yeah, one dollar. Like a Halloween it was, store. They, were, they it went was to the a, cheapest. They went mask to a Halloween store. There was two masks. One of them was a clown mask. I think they actually bought both of them. One of them was a clown mask, and they were going to use that as like an allusion to when he was younger and he was dressed as a clown. Okay. Right. His first murder. Yeah. And then they got the other one, which was. This whole story it was the, it's a Captain Kirk mask. Mm-hmm. They spray painted white, mm-hmm. ripped the eyebrows off of it, spray painted look the hair, opened, like, they cut the eyes open, and oh wow! They had Nick Castle wear both of them, and the crew was like, "Yeah, that one has nothing. There's no emotion in that mask. That's what we need. That's clearly the one that's the most terrifying, and that's where that one came from." <gasps> there was also something. There was just a little face looking at me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all that liquid. Um, There was also something that I read recently about John Carpenter um, making, what was the quote? I don't remember exactly what he had said about it, but basically he made Michael Myers as human as possible because he thought that was way scarier than a monster. Yeah. The only thing that's like monster-like about Michael Myers is simply that he's very, very hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah. But he, can he fall walks off after you. He doesn't run. He, he doesn't he run. No. He takes he doesn't, his time. He's not like Freddy where he like, he's like, and like his arms his stretch. His arms stretch out like, He like runs wall. strange. Like he, he just does, kind of. He does have a little bit of a playful side though, which is great. He's like, I just killed this guy, but I'm going to hang him up in the closet. Yeah. Here. So you find him. He gets him. a little he's silly. A, he's cool. a little, he's <laughs> or he cheeky. Like, he puts on the, sh- the sheet and he's like, hey, I'm your boyfriend. Hey, I'm a ghost. <laughs> I'm not actually your boyfriend. <laughs> hey, I'm a ghost. It's kind of what I like about him. He's got a little bit of personality. He's he, doesn't, he doesn't say much. He's a strong, silent type. He is a strong, <laughs> silent type. And he's super, 
I don't know. He's he's kind of into him. He's yeah. <laughs> he's got a nice. Build. Is he hot? That body, you you think so? He has a nice build to his body. I think he like, might tall be hot. and stocky. I think he's with, sexy. with that with the mask on. With the mask. Ma- oh yeah, if he takes the mask off, I'm no no no. I'm talking about like yeah. Michael Myers, Halloween, mask and all. He's a little bit hot. He gets like if shit you're gonna done. have sex with him, he gets shit the mask done. On, he, you know, like he goes after what he I wants. I bet if he was he your does. husband, he had his, he's had his eye on on this one woman, one lady. He's For a one woman man, and he still won't give up. Like that's dedication right there. What a loving. Do you think that man. in this new one, she's gonna walk outside and it's just gonna be Michael Myers holding a boombox above his head? And then they're going to get into Peter, a huge makeup session. Peter Gabriel. Paradise. It's going to be great. As a person who's never seen Halloween, this kind of just sounds like the Phantom of the Opera. Ooh, and I'm really curious. Is like he burned underneath the mask and he's just like stalking Jamie First of all, Actually, you have never seen Halloween? Yeah, I'm very off, upset about this. That's the first problem here. I think I saw it in college at a party when things were going on. Like I honestly, like I know I've seen bits and pieces and Jamie Lee Curtis very scared with long hair, which is upsetting. <laughs> I don't like it. Doesn't it feel wrong? But other than that, wrong. like I don't remember. So it's okay. not it, it's not a it's not a Phantom and Christine thing because, and, and well, depending on which movies you follow, they're actually siblings. And the new, I think the new one is rectifying that where they're not siblings, which is the way it should be. Yeah, because in the original, it wasn't they're not. Brother. They're not. And then in Halloween 2, they were like, oh, that's your brother. Yeah, anyway. Which they were like, um, wouldn't that be interesting? Also, he's not burned under the under the mask. He's actually completely normal, which is part of what the mystique is, because after the movie came out, he got letters from people being like, oh, my God, he's so terrifying. Like, when you ripped the mask off, he was, you know, it was, it was so horrifying. And he was like, that's just the guy's face. That's what he looks like. <laughs> like... <laughs> Which you, I don't know if is an ins- jerk. I don't know if that's an insult to the actor or and I don't remember right, the actor because like, there were different why? actors that played him. <laughs> that when terrifying they, face. When they took the mask like, off, it was me. somebody else. But it's like he's like that's the point though. It's like there was so much mystery mm-hmm. shrouding him that like when the mask came off, you just saw this monster, and it's really just a just a dude. A, it's a guy in a William Shatner mask. And that makes it scarier because yeah. he wasn't trying to hide any hideous facial thing. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I'm going to wear this emotionless mask and scare the shit out of you. It's great. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. Beautiful. I don't remember in the original movie, did he find the mask? He stole it from a child hardware store. Hardware he stole it from store. a store. He stole ropes. Do we just um, see it a get couple grabbed knives. off the shelf? No, it's happens? it's um, her friend. Um, her dad is like the the sheriff, uh-huh. and they pull up, and he's like, "Hey, honey, we got to break in at the hardware store. Some kids, some kids had some Halloween stuff going on. They gotcha. stole a couple knives and a rope, and it's just that and a Halloween little... mask. I really and, like and they just your, gloss over the I knives. I really like, like your nineteen seventies. <laughs> Cop radio. We got a little break. We got a bunch of kids stealing Halloween masks. I just like how they're like, like, ah, it's kids being kids. They gloss over the fact that there's two (laughs) giant knives that are apparently missing. (laughs) But it's like, all right. Kids 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 being being kids. kids. Smashing pumpkins. Huge knives. Halloween knives. Throwing toilet paper. It's it's just. (laughs) Should be a little more concerned about the huge knives. (laughs) The huge knives and all the rope that got stolen. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Halloween. It's great. It's been out for yeah, four years, so if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Yeah, Halloween, 1978. 
Let's talk about Evil Dead. Hey. Hey. The original. The original. The 1981 Evil Dead. I love the remake. Go on. All the versions of Evil Dead are they're fantastic. There's Evil Dead 1, 1981. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, which is the exact same movie as Evil Dead (laughs) 1, uh, just without a little bit of a more budget, well, a much higher budget. uh, It's way sillier. Yeah. I feel like the first one, they kind of, they didn't mean to make it so silly. Well, the first one was just on such a low budget. I feel they tried to do some silly things in the first one, um, but when they had a budget and Sam Raimi could kind of had a little more freedom, he did what he wanted. Because then when you look at the third installment, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. it's, but that's it's just, that's shit. the movie that, uh, of all three, my dad let me watch when I was like six or seven. That's strange. Like that Army of Darkness weird. is not meant for children, but no. it was still fine enough that he could kind of cough over the curse words. And honestly, there isn't a lot of like gruesome stuff in that. There's like scary masks and some of it's pretty scary. Well, when Army I was of a Darkness kid. was just like yeah, yeah scary. Kid, monsters, it's, scary. It's, go- it's goofy. It's like yeah. it's very. Goofy. It's mostly goofy. It's I a- like Army of Darkness more for like a comedy. Right. So <laughs> when I was young, when I grew up, Army of Darkness was like my first horror movie I was introduced to. I loved Army of Darkness. Bruce Campbell was like mm. one of my first crushes. Like oh Love my Bruce. good gay god, like. And- Oh, that chin. Ooh, good oh, chin. If chins could kill. Bone yeah, that's structure. the book. The bone structure yes. in general. That's oh, the book I, I bought it from Amazon just so I could research for this. Oh, it's my beautiful. God. We actually, I remember when this came out, my dad and brother bought the hard copy version, and then we went up to, like, I want to say, like, Woodfield Mall, like, in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, because Bruce Campbell was doing a book signing, and we <gasps> went to go meet him, and we, like, stood in line. It was at a movie theater of all places, yeah. and, like, but he was very nice, signed everybody's book, had a little conversation with everybody. Aww. I was just too starstruck, and, like, ten. So and I, ten. I couldn't so talk. Starstruck so. and ten. Yeah, so I bought this book because I wanted to do some research on Evil Dead, which, after reading it, as much as I love the movie, and... I we talked about this earlier. Practical effects are amazing. It's why I love Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. It's why I think Sam Raimi is amazing. Um, I love, love independent the filmmakers. They really did make this movie by the skin of their teeth with yeah. little to no budget and just like a we have a cool idea. What do you guys want to do for the next four weeks? Yeah. And I've always admired that going in. But after reading it, if I was an actor today going into this movie, it sounds like a fucking nightmare yeah. the Why? way this movie was oh, made. Okay. So they're from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, uh, their whole crew. There wasn't really any place to shoot in Michigan, so they picked a place down in Tennessee. And on November 9th, they just packed up all their cars and drove down. They had to go shoot this film. And when they got there, they all set up camp in a six-bedroom house. And there were 13 people in the crew, so everybody was sharing bedrooms. Oh, good. (laughs) Cozy. Okay, pass. Yeah, no. So, like, strike one right off the beginning. Sure, yeah. Sam and another person had gone down in a scout and picked out a cabin. And then, of course, the day before they were supposed to start shooting, that cabin fell through. Mm. So they had to, like, scurry around and find a new one. And 
The one they found, they found it the day before they were scheduled to begin shooting. They just stumbled upon it. The search led them <laughs> to a cabin. It wasn't even owned yeah. by anyone. It was just like, this no. is an interesting place. place. Well, you're not too far off. <laughs> I mean, they didn't find a book there, but this place was just an abandoned cabin. It didn't have doors. It had claustrophobically low ceilings. I'd like to think that the the plot of the movie was completely different. It was like, we're making a rom-com. Yeah. We're going to do this thing. And then they it find this cabin they and they're place. like, I have a better idea. Yeah. So Demon. basically he describes it in his book as a rustic homestead with an overgrown driveway a quarter of a mile long. The place was a bad idea waiting to come to fruition. There was actually... A history to this cabin. This is really cool. In the 30s, so the story goes, a young girl named Clara lived in the cabin with her family. One night, a terrible thunderstorm swept through the valley. During that storm, her parents were both brutally and inexplicably murdered. This is the cabin they shot it. The stunned girl, escaping the grim fate, wandered aimlessly until she was taken in by the neighbors, where she then grew up with the neighbors and was still alive to this day. Uh, I think she's still alive now. She's just an old woman. And to this day, apparently, every time there is a terrible storm, Clara will wander from the Morristown Manor rest home looking for her parents. And she was found just days before we arrived wandering in the hills behind our cabin what, what? yeah <laughs> so excuse just in me shock over here this is insane <laughs> right oh god they could have just made a movie about that but yeah, yeah. Just, nah, let's take it one step further the script we got a new one. It's the yeah. story of Clara. Seriously. So Clara or no Clara, the reality of it all was there was no electricity, no running water, no telephone service in the ca- cabin. Cattle had the run of the place and managed to deposit easily four inches of manure in every single room. Oh there were no doors. The rooms were very, and ceilings were claustrophobically low. Basically, the art director came in and was like, okay, give me a week and I'll have it uh, in ship shape. Like, we can do this. No problem. So he went to work on it. And in the meantime, they just shot outdoor shots. Bruce's brother, Dan, or I'm sorry, Bruce's brother, Don, was another member of the crew. And he was assigned to put a new craggy face on the fireplace. And to this day, that is all that currently remains of the cabin. The cabin is gone. There was a fire. fire It burned down. And it's just the fireplace that Bruce's brother Don built. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like the foundation from uh, that's all that's left in Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same. It's only a fireplace. It's the exact same story. It's the same thing. So it got off to a rocky start. But that was the easiest part of the filming of this movie. Oh, filming began on began on November fourteenth, nineteen seventy nine. Um, as they were leaving their for their first location, um, the production van got lost, and they spent an hour and a half trying to locate it. No sooner had they found it than Sam Raimi drove his car into a ditch, and they had to get a tr- tow truck to haul it out. They. Didn't really have any permits to shoot. Again, this is all very indie. So the very next location after that, like they were driving down a road and Sam was like, this looks really cool. I'm going to jump out real quick and film this. And he did. And he hopped a fence and he was filming like this low dirt road. And one of the guys on the crew just goes, Sam, there's a bull. 
And Sam's oh, like, yeah, hang on. And he goes, no, Sam, you don't get it. The bull is coming this way. <laughs> oh, my God. So he got charged by a bull and had to, like, <laughs> jump back into the van going away. Jesus. A couple hours after that, they're on their way to, like, uh, scouting, like, an additional location. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bruce's brother, Dom, the guy who built the fireplace, uh, fell headfirst off a nearby cliff. Oh, okay, fine. Apparently, he was well enough to this get up. This is a disaster. This Everything is the first is going day. wrong. This is, wait, this has all happened on day one. This is the first day. Sure. I well, this I was quit. a week. There was yeah. a bull. They lost the van. His brother fell off a cliff. A, a week later, they're shooting a night scene down by, like, some construction happening by a bridge. And unbeknownst to Sam, there was a large tree branch nearby that was holding up some kind of suspension cable. They were filming right underneath it when the tree branch promptly snapped. It flattened Sam Raimi. Uh, He staggered back and just like fell down in a daze. We asked if he was okay. And he just kind of blankly stared around and said, why wouldn't I be? And at first glance, he looked fine. But then they kind of looked at him and he was pale. His lips were white and crusty. And there was a small amount of blood coming out of his left nostril. And they were like, well, you don't look so good. What the hell happened? And Sam replies, oh, I just needed to sit down for a little bit. Oh, my God. And with that, they uh, rallied, carried on shooting. And on the way home, Sam Raimi passed out cold. <laughs> I would imagine said, so. And then he said, Topher Grace would be a perfect venom. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy bastard. That's oh, what happened. That's where that because came Because of at. a branch. So, like, this movie was kind of cursed from the get-go. It was a mix of just, like, them being inexperienced i mean you have to give them credit they kind of just like they wanted to film this movie yeah. like by hook or by crook they were gonna make this happen well, and, and the the phenomenon of of evil dead i think was a little bit like the phenomenon of the room mm-hmm. where the movie came out and when it first came out people were like well this is garbage this is the worst thing i've ever seen but then people started like noticing like how genius Mm-hmm. the movie Actually, was for being as silly as it was sure like it was it took so time silly, for people to appreciate but actually pretty scary it's well shot yeah. like sam was a genius yeah, he was no, a teenager yeah, when the they technically started incredible. shooting which is insane he turned 20 i think while they were filming and he like did such a brilliant job it goes on to talk about the things they invented like they call it the vaso cam which was basically a cheap uh, well, like, yeah, when they were shooting, they just did canoe shots where Bruce was steering and he would do low camera things. He mm. did a lot of Dutch angles. He created a lot of his own rigs, like one called they nicknamed it the Elevator. And it was the actress um, Ellen Sandweiss had to be on a rig that Sam basically described as a magic trick. I have a picture here in the book, but it's basically so she could be suspended in midair without any wiring. So okay. they rigged up a panel on her back and then had this giant bar coming through the window and they like would spin her completely upside oh, down, wow. oh floating God. through the air. That's and intense. it was all just a makeshift out of two by four. And like, it was camera literally rig. like, we don't have any stunt people. We don't right. have some so people, if you we don't get have a hurt, budget. Sorry about you. Tough titties. Sucks. Oh, God. The things they did to these actors and actresses. <laughs> it was like, hey, guys, have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be worse. This is going to be worse somehow. 
There's a scene where, like, one of the girls gets cut up after she's a demon and, like, he wanted to shoot body parts writhing on the floor. Mm -hmm. So the actress gets under a fake floorboard where she's basically got her knees bent underneath her, lying on her back, her head sticking out of the floor, one of her arms is sticking out, and Mm -hmm. then the sound guy, I think, of all people, just, like, was laying also underneath the floor with his legs sticking out being her legs. Shut up. To get them into that rig took like they put them in and it took like several hours to set up everything they didn't put them in last they put them in first and then set everything up around them and they're waiting and finally like the actresses is like i'm really uncomfortable we've been here for two hours can i get out and like it's just like they're 16 days behind shoot schedule like it's freezing cold they just need to get the shot done and bruce even said he's like i snapped at her waiting for them yeah (laughs) he said like honestly like you just need to stay in there we need to get this shot and he's like she never looked at him the same after that because he just yelled at her and told her nope you gotta stay there it was high stress there was another actress where they were making plastic molds of her face and they didn't know how to do the special effects technically right like they said they took notes out of like books on the movie frankenstein so they just put vaseline on the actors and then covered them in plaster which if anybody knows plaster like heats up as it sets yeah so this one actress they had to do a face cast so they cover her all in vaseline put the plaster on top of it and like she's scrawling notes furiously saying like getting really hot would like to get out soon like 10 minutes later like really can't stand this it's super hot now need to get out and they said they just kind of like crowbarred it like jerry-rigged it open and as they take it out there is a full set of eyelashes in the plaster ripped them right off they had a lot of explaining to do yes did they sign waivers beforehand like oh no half (laughs) of the actors they weren't even credited because (laughs) it was supposed to be what like a six-week shoot and they started in november and the new year was coming around and all the actors were like, we got to go. Like, number one, this is horrible and we absolutely hate it. But number two, like, we just can't stay around families. Yeah. Like we we have have other things going on. I have a cat. So a lot she needs fed. A lot of the demons of the actors are actually just male crew members dressed up as the women or dressed up as the other man, like in demon makeup. They call (laughs) they actually had a nickname for it called it Shemping, which is based off the Three Stooges. He has like a real Bruce Campbell has a love affair with the the Three Stooges, and there was Shemp. And one of Shemp had like a heart attack during the Three Stooges, so like they had to keep filming. So they just had somebody sub in from the back that didn't oh, look so anything like him, gotcha. like not his body weight or anything like that. But it's just like <laughs> so that's a, where Shemping that's Shemping came in. Bruce yeah. goes on to talk about a story where one night he's just like covered in blood, and like his sh- they were in between takes, so he took off his shirt. It's probably like forty two degrees in this cabin, like so he like he's covered in the sticky stuff. He puts it by the fire to like warm up when he comes comes back 10 minutes later the shirt is completely rock solid mm. he because the the syrup dried to yeah. it and the heat just crystallized it he puts it on and the uh, the sleeve literally breaks off like <laughs> oh just shatters God. and he's like okay can't wear this anymore we're done with that <laughs> better put a chainsaw here instead <laughs> I That's just really liked the image of the sleeper going. In yeah. the winter so months, good. when they were already like a month behind schedule and it was just the skeleton crew there, I said 
the road leading down to the cabin was about a quarter mile long. It completely froze. Mm. So cars couldn't get in or out. They had to lug all their camera equipment to and from. And then finally they said, like, we're not fucking doing this anymore. So they would leave the camera equipment in the cabin overnight and leave one person there (gasps) to, like, sleep and safeguard it. I'd be horrified. Yeah. Well, one night, it's Bruce's turn to watch the camera equipment. I mean, most of the times, 90% of the times, it was fine. This time it was fine. But he remembers waking up in the middle of the night. And there's a dude in the cabin. Was it a bull? No. Just a regular dude. It was the bull. There to share the fire with him. No. But like woke up and he there's just a guy sitting there watching him. And he's like, hey. And he's like, oh, hey, man. Thanks for the fire. He was just a random guy that wanted to He was a He was a woodsman? Yeah. Just I thought there. you were going to say it was a crew nope. member who just scared the shit nope, out of me. Just a dude <laughs> that was there. Wasn't even half ball. Wasn't no. even half ball. Okay. Not nope. even Mr. Tumnus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. But, like, it got so bad that, like, cam- the cameras would freeze on a regular basis. And they'd have to, like, just cut filming, go back inside, put them next to a fire to this have them movie was fall. truly a disaster. Like, but so lovely. It really it was. was. I mean, everything <laughs> that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Yeah. Crew member, there's one, a crew member like jumped down from the rafters and like imp- punctured his foot on a nail. Oh. It was out of commission. Before they had people sleeping in the cabins, they like were leaving the equipment there. One day they came back and all their tools were gone. Like the saws, uh, the chainsaw, skill saw, saber saw. Uh, who took the chainsaw? <laughs> Yeah, excuse me. It? The guy who came back just to share the fire. <laughs> it was the $20,000 camera was left alone. So there you go for Tennessee Hill people. But yeah, no, with everything that went wrong, they got this movie made. I mean, even once they got it made, they went through a whole bunch of stuff just to get it produced and put into theaters. And it was absolutely fantastic. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite movies. I could go on and on about it for hours and hours and hours. But we don't have hours and hours and hours. Laura, love it. <laughs> Thanks. I love Evil Dead. And I love the... Did you see... Laura, real quick, before we move on. Yes. Did you see the remake? Yes. Did you I love loved it? it. I did, too. I thought it was so good. I the actress's such... name who we always talk about? Oh, sh- Jane yeah, Levy. She was incredible. just in Castle Rock. Is she in Captain Marvel? Am I confusing her with no, somebody else? No, uh, that's Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Never mind them. But Jane um, is phenomenal. She's incredible. I, I thought they did such a cool job. I thought that the gore was some of the best gore I've ever mm-hmm. seen. The very first scene where someone becomes possessed, it's the the girlfriend of the brother. Isn't it someone in like the bathroom? In she the goes in the bathroom yeah. and she gross. starts like ticking <sighs> and being crazy. And she basically decides she's going to cut her face off. Mm-hmm. And so she like oh, initially so starts on like weak. her cheek she's like trying to saw her cheek off but the <laughs> the practical effects i truly like it's hard to watch it is it like you talking about it makes me feel like a little <laughs> limp <laughs> like i don't want it let's talk about oh the innkeepers right. with matthew robert careful did you make this movie up matt no you Have haven't you seen, seen the innkeepers oh listeners it's it's a fun one it's very good That's and i one. actually got to go to on accident, I went to that hotel. Really? 
I was going to Joe's little sister, youngest sister's graduation, okay. which was in a theater directly across the street from the candle. What is it called? Uh, the Yankee Peddler Yankee Inn. Yankee Peddler. Yeah. Yankee, candle. Yankee Candle. You get yeah. it. I, yeah, yeah okay. no, I got you. You understand I where I was going. Yeah. So it was right across the street. Like we were walking up and he was like, do you recognize that? And I was like, what? Like I lost it. Anyways, what, what room did you stay? Well, we didn't get to like. Oh, it was you, like, oh you just no, visited. it was it oh, was completely. You couldn't even go in. Oh, really? It was shut down. I don't know uh, if it was shut down for construction, but we got to. I posted pictures. I'll show you. We got to walk like all the way around the hotel, and there's a row of these really old apartment buildings right behind the Yankee Peddler Inn. And all of the apartment buildings, the the windows facing the inn, have all these crucifixes hanging in the windows and weird religious angels and like ornaments hanging in their windows facing the inn. Wow, that's intriguing. Very okay. The innkeepers. Uh, yeah. So I I'm not I'm not one to do spoilers. I actually, in looking into it, I, I didn't find as much as I was really hoping. Uh, most of what I pulled from it, uh, I pulled from Ty West, the writer, director, editor of it. Most, uh, I, like I watched a bunch of interviews and read a bunch of his, uh, his articles and interviews about the movie. Uh, but mainly, uh, you can't talk about the innkeepers without mentioning the house of the devil yes. because the whole reason why he made the innkeepers is because of house of the devil and the fact that while they were making house of the devil they were staying at the yankee peddler inn and that's where, that's where it kicked off born. the idea to make the innkeepers uh and of course making innkeepers they stayed at the hotel while they were in production and making it that's so cool it, which is a really smart idea, actually. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, let's yeah, save a bunch of money and stay here. Yeah, and, and we so they roll just out of bed. yeah, they just rented it out, basically. Right, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and we have a better movie that way. Yeah, <laughs> and so during House of the Devil, uh, during its production, Ty West talked about how uh, you know he had seen doors close. He had witness tvs and electronics like turning on and off and and lights that would consistently burn out in the same room or something like that mainly he was having a bunch of really vivid dreams uh as were all of the cast and crew who were also staying at the inn during the production of house of the devil so anyway he uh, he does his research and he finds that uh the original owner of the yankee peddler inn named Alice Connolly, is the one who is said to haunt the the hotel. Oh, and oh, specifically, haunting room 353, which, not giving anything away, but if you watch the movie, that particular room plays... A uh, major uh, role yeah, in the production. It does. In the storyline. And, and even, like, the current owner, he says that the cleaning crew they won't go into that room and clean it so he has to kind of go in and do it himself oh geez yeah. awesome also does that mean the room's just dirty all the time well, no. <laughs> yep the, the owner goes ahead and he just... yeah but does he does he though? i don't know Matt, i am taking everything you talk to him? Through, i i 
believe everybody is honest about everything. (laughs) Yeah, the room's too haunted for the housekeepers to go in. I'll totally clean it all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Matt Matt's so trusting. Your your soul is so pure. <laughs> it's beautiful. So let's see. So after he left the, the hotel after finishing House of the Devil and he went on his way, those vivid dreams they stopped. And then he wrote the, the movie basing it kind of off of the uh, the old owner experiences that yeah and had, and, yeah. and the uh, and Forming the owner storyline around it. Exactly. Very a fictional cool. storyline based off of the supposed real haunting, mm-hmm. just changing the name basically of the lady, and uh, didn't as they change the name goes... of the hotel too? No, no, it's called the Yankee Peddler in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I believe so. Yeah, it totally is. I'm pretty sure. What is. else would it be called? The candles. The Holiday Inn. <laughs> the Holiday Inn. Yes. Yankee edition. But anyway, so so he goes back uh, when it comes time to do production for the innkeepers. He goes back, and as soon as he's back on the property, and, and again, they stay on the property. They just rented out the whole hotel, uh, and they saved money that way. And in doing that, he was able to also shoot on film and not digital, so... Oh. The the movie itself it has that film texture to it, and it's really nice. 2011, 12? I think it's 12. It's a little bit newer, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. and House and of the like Devil was 08, 09, or something like that. House of the Devil was good, but The Innkeepers was like. It was. It's good. fun. Really good. Like, it's a fun. Like, it's not just uh, like your typical scary horror movie, but it's also. A lot of fun, There's like a quirky. Lot of humor yeah. too. It was hilarious, yeah. actually. Like uh, Sarah love Paxton, when yes, have some humor. Well, right. the innkeepers is essentially like this hotel, this small inn. Yankee Peller Inn, or best <laughs> yeah, Western. I know, I'm we're going to sure. keep saying it. Is times. closing down permanently, mm-hmm. and two employees. There's still like two or three rooms booked for this weekend, and these two employees have to kind of stay the weekend and work the weekend. Yep. While the owner while is the owner is off away doing whatever. In like Barcelona or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And or, or uh, Barbados. Barbados. I think is what whatever it, was. it is. It's not important it at all. You don't need to know where these and are. And essentially these two employees that are staying for this weekend have their own Yankee peddler haunted in website and mm-hmm. they do paranormal investigations while they work and they have for months yep. and they decide like it's our last weekend we have to try and make contact with this spirit that supposedly haunts the inn so they're there for like 48 hours straight and they're yep. essentially attempting to um contact the spirit and it's it's genuinely like their relationship is very funny mm-hmm. It, the two of them the are, two really of them are it's, great. It's, it's yeah. well developed. But also yeah. extraordinarily scary mm-hmm. and totally pulls it off all the way to the end. I know a yep. lot of, especially indie horror movies, where I'm like, this is really original and really amazing. And then it ends and I'm like, all right, well, great. <laughs> yeah. yep. didn't quite land it, but that's fine. Yeah, no, it, it this has a good totally lands it. Has a great it. It's amazing. So he comes back and as like day one the vivid dreams start up again and but the thing that he said was because he says that he's a skeptic i don't think he's a skeptic in the way that's like oh i refuse to believe that this is even real i think he's skeptic as in i'm way too busy to even acknowledge that if it's even happening sure and that's what he kept saying is because they had eight days of prep 
and 70 days of shooting. Yeah, they shot it very quickly. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, they rented out the hotel. They had to get out. Sure. Yeah, uh, so they rent had, it for so long. They had less than a month. And so uh, even if things were happening, Ty West is like, I don't care. I uh, We have to get this done, and we have to get this done, get this mm-hmm. done. We have to get this moving. So he didn't have much to say about the, the production of it. But Sarah Paxton, the lead, she said that there were several nights where she would wake up in the middle of the night and swear that there was somebody else in the room with her. And of course, you know, as usual, there's not. (laughs) But yeah, even her agent had called Ty like the day prior to filming and was like, Sarah's too scared. She doesn't want to do uh, this on property like she doesn't want to stay on the property yeah she'll, can we she'll get stay her somewhere else her yeah house and then down the street yeah and she ended up staying there anyway uh after a couple of nights and her. she ended up loving it oh, like good. having a great time with it but yeah ty Push said through. compared to house of the devil because house of the devil i mean it, it felt cursed is the way he put it like with all the things happening at the hotel he he also mentioned that uh they almost got struck by lightning like two or three times oh that's doing fine. house of the devil yeah well in house of the house devil is very like uh satanic yeah <laughs> yeah let's just say it so they we'll were asking it's satanic they were it's asking a, to be cursed yeah it's a they it's, were really asking for it is yep. what we're saying yeah it's when you get struck by they lightning. shouldn't be surprised <laughs> what were they dressed like were they wearing those long robes they were they sure as hell were, were they wearing uh antlers yes and ghost masks <laughs> most likely i don't it. remember but i'm sure there were antlers at some point Yes. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Was we're gonna go with it. Yeah, and a couple other people who are working on Innkeepers, at like the cast and crew. A couple people didn't want to do it like halfway through, and they they threatened to leave, but they stuck it out, and they all made it anyway. They stuck it out because they were like, "Hey, um, yeah, you haven't gotten your paycheck yet, so yeah, you and it's stay if you want to get paid. maybe we around. we have two weeks." Yeah, you, put up with it. You can deal with it. You can deal with so it. So no uh, one ended it's up no leaving evil the No, no, no. Just no. I, at the end of it, everybody actually walked away being like, oh, that was pretty easy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's uh, so especially funny. tired. It was probably the it, anticipation, especially... Yeah. I'm sure that Ty West was like, oh, the reason I'm doing this movie is because I stayed in this hotel when I made this other movie and like a lot of crazy shit happened and it's like notoriously haunted. By the way, we're staying there when we make this film. And it's like someone builds um, up to you. Someone raises their hand and they're like, hi, yes, excuse me. What the fuck? Yeah, that was basically Sarah <laughs> Paxson's staying in this agent. Can I go was like, I'm, I'm not going to let my actress do that. And then she ended up doing it anyway. And it was like, she hey, no one it. knows your actor's name, so get on, <laughs> yeah, get on fine. that. Yeah. And then everyone had fun. Yeah, no. I I, like it. And, and uh, best a, part about it, formed lifelong friendships. Mm-hmm. Who? I don't know if that's true. I oh, have no I idea. I, I don't have, I, I assume I don't have a reason to not believe that. There's no reason to doubt that they're all still friends. Yeah. Correct. I, I, I believe that. <laughs> we're just going to believe it because it's fun to believe, as we always say yeah. on the show. We're going to believe that they're buddies. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's basically all I got. Like like I said, I was hoping there was a lot more to it. But, yeah. It's one of those movies that, like, you know, based on a true story. It's like, no, no, no. Not only is this based on a true story, but the filmmaker, the guy who wrote this and made this movie literally wrote it because he stayed here it's very stephen king the shining yeah. it's very like i stayed in this hotel it's got a great while i wrote it, it 
Yes, yeah. and and it was fucked up, mm-hmm. and I formed most of this story around it. And mm-hmm. the you know the Stanley Hotel is it? Is yeah. Slick transition to. I was gonna say oh, it's a really slick transition. What a good segue. <laughs> the shiny. <laughs> was it the shiny? Ooh, he figured um, it out. Which is a very notoriously haunted hotel that someone in this room knows about. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, but before we move on, I just wanted to say, like, that was such a perfect movie to choose for Matt Roberts yeah. <laughs> since he has gone on paranormal investigations, yes. has talked guy. about it on the show, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what The Innkeepers is about, and everyone should watch it uh, right now. Yeah, I've said it like Turn 30 times, but it is a fun movie. It's yeah. very fun. Like, I it, love it, that it's, movie. It's, it's a, a great very well classic done, horror effective type, classic horror. But it also horror. is pretty funny. Yeah. Love it. Um, did someone say so, the shiny? Yeah. <laughs> did someone right say the shiny? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna talk. Oh, uh, bless you, Cap. You're so sweet. Um, there's a dog here. Okay, so we're talking about the shining. Are we? Though? Have we all seen it? Has yes. everyone seen the shining? I've only seen the the Stephen King version. I'm kidding. Oh <laughs> God, I was like. Get out! Get out In now! In fact, we're editing out your entire portion. I'm not going to subject my listeners. Can't talk to you. No, I Go like on. this because as we've been going around the room talking about these different movies, I've been noticing that like each one, a couple of us haven't seen it. And so I'm glad there's one that we can all chat Yay! about. If you've seen it, you So can this is on. how it ends. <laughs> Spoilers. So The Shining came out in 1980. It's a classic. Based on a Stephen King novel directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, do you say Kubrick or Kubrick? How do you guys say it? Um, I usually say Kubrick, but I believe it's Kub- Kubrick. Is it Cube? And sometimes I want to say Krubrick. <laughs> so sometimes I just say... That's I'm incorrect. Gonna, I'm going to say lots of things. <laughs> I just want to say asshole because I think he's such an asshole. He is such an asshole. Those are part of the things. Perfect person to walk in. Joe, is it Stanley Kubrick or Stanley Kubrick? I've always said Kubrick. Can I say Never Kubrick because it sounds right in my head? No, I'll say Kubrick. I'll try to be correct. Thank you. I was going to say, I've never heard the Kubrick before. I just I can't help it. My mouth either says Kubrick or Kubrick, and they're both incorrect. So it came out in 1980. Amazing movie. And I actually have an interesting relationship with this movie because I saw it when I was little. Scared the poop out of me, even though I didn't understand a it at all. A terrible movie to watch when you're little. Oh, it's terrible. I watched it at a friend's house. Too. My parents Very wouldn't scary. have allowed it. And I was scared of it, but also didn't fully understand it, but was just... I felt so unsettled and was freaked out by it. Then watched it again as a teenager. And I think just because I was a bratty teenager, I remember thinking, this movie this sucks. This scary. Yeah, this isn't scary. It doesn't even hold up. Why was I scared of this when I was little? Then watched it again like five years later and have seen it several times again as an adult. And it's horrifying it's all over again. Scary. Because now I understand more of what's going on. And it has so many psychological aspects. There's paranormal aspects. There's the like clairvoyance of the child that's called the shining, the, shining. the little power that he has. What a cute I nickname also, for! I know <laughs> the shining. You have He's got magical. the shine. He's got the shine. Also, I shining. The shining is definitely the Kubrick version. Let's just we all agree right now. Yeah. All agree that it's Kubrick one and yes. two that we're not talking about the Stephen King version. Yes. Fine. Entirely a joke. That was a joke. I know, but that is, that's Laura's favorite. It's not my favorite. I understand that it's not a good movie. I'll just get this (laughs) off my chest before we seal it. I read the book before Mm -hmm. I saw the movie. Which is good. 
I feel like a lot of people who do read the book before they see the movie, it's just, it's not the same. So you, yeah. you nitpick a little yeah. bit. Plus, I do have very harsh opinions of Stanley Kubrick. I Which think he's fair. kind of a dick. A so when dick. watching that movie, I think Jack Nicholson is fucking incredible. So uh, Shelley Duvall? The, the practical effects, the story, it's cool. That poor woman. Shelley Duvall like, is amazing. But oh, she also God. gives me nightmares because of her appearance, which I know she can't help. She can't help Lord. her face. I mean, she does I, she, give me the she creeps. She's horrifying but, yeah. looking. She was perfect as olive oil. Oh, no. Great she's olive. the perfect she was perfect olive. Really perfect. good olive oil. And she's perfect in The Shining because True. you're look, you're terrified of her face. But it's just, it's one of those things where I did watch the Stephen King Shining Okay. I think it does mirror the book more. Well, it does. It's garbage. No, it, it's, it's a made-for-TV yeah. But TV it mirrors the book more movie. because, I mean, that's one of the little, like, right. fun facts I had on my list is that Kubrick oh, didn't sorry. even look at the screenplay that Stephen King made up for him. No. He was like, right. if you're going to make a movie, here, I have this screenplay totally adapted from my right. book. And he was like, no, nah. no, no. He called his writing weak. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, called, you know, yeah. Stephen King, that notorious shitty writer. Yeah. <laughs> that's why... Stanley's the worst. He doesn't have a oh, girl. You are everything to me right now. Laura's dog is here. My cat. My my dog is being Gabby for this recording. Yay, Normally Gabby yeah. is attacking us today. It's Cap and you're so cute. Well, what I was going to say before oh, we, please. after we agree that we're not talking so about agree. the Stephen King it's version. Done. Oh, yes. Seal it up. It's Kubrick. The crazy part about the movie The Shining, watching it like and growing with it is that the scary parts change with age. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was little, the scary parts were, like, the twins in the hallway. Oh, that was very scary. And, like, you know what I mean? And then as you grow up, the scariest part like, is... Man, am I an alcoholic? Holy shit. <laughs> I did have that <laughs> worry a minute, couple of times. Wait a minute, do I have an unhealthy like, relationship with alcohol? The downward spiral into, like, mental health. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. But Would I also, spiral out of control? Like Also, Jack the did? scariest part of the movie to me still to this day is the... <laughs> is the scene where you see the the furry, mm -hmm. like the guy in the that dog costume that's giving over. a blowjob to the guy, and he's got like the butt that flap open, disturbs and me he just like looks core. at Shelley Duvall, looks like at the camera, essentially down the hallway, and it makes no sense. Mm -mm. They never address it. They never tell you. They do in the book. Uh huh. It's the scariest it's part. Of, yes, Joe. It's, it's the so scariest unsettling. part of the movie. As an adult, as a kid, you're like, I don't. I didn't understand that. Scary. That's like what I was mentioning the guy in a earlier. Dog costume I didn't get it. I didn't even. I didn't know what he was doing. Obviously, like you don't he's understand. Taking a it. nap, right? Yeah, Those two guys were both fucking... laying down. Yeah, and I definitely every age. How I was talking about, I saw it at different stages of life. At every age, I thought the woman getting out of the bathtub was well, just that's... the worst. That is the coolest fucking. Scene it's very movie. cool. It's no, so it's awesome. That. I can appreciate terrible. it more as an adult, right? but gosh, it gets me every time. But yeah, so first instance of Kubrick being a total asshole is like, hey, Stephen King, your writing is weak and I don't want to take a look at your screenplay. So he instead just decided to write his own with another writing partner and took a couple notes from Stephen King here and there, but like didn't want to take any notes from like took the least amount of notes from him as possible. King saw the movie, thought it was garbage. One thing I don't like from Stephen King, though, is he thought Jack Nicholson was terrible. And I That's didn't like incorrect. That. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? He didn't like the movie because of the way it didn't follow his book, and he thought Kubrick was a dick. And it was like, yeah, totally get yeah. you there. But then he was like, Jack Nicholson was all wrong for that part, and I don't know why you cast him. And I that think that upset Jack Nicholson me. was wrong for the 
book version of Jack Torrance. But not for the movie that we've all seen. That performance he did was just incredible. It was was insane. Insane. It's so good. His name is Jack. So what what, what, He's basically the guy. (laughs) He is the man that's in there. You know, have you ever noticed that uh, Jack Nicholson plays a lot of Jacks? Jack Napier. Jack Torrance. Uh huh. Wow. Jack McMurphy. (laughs) 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 He played two, but that's still, I mean, there you go. The Jacker. The Jacker? The Jackinator. Don't call him the Jacker. It sounds like he does something else. (laughs) He's doing something very wrong. (laughs) Kubrick never went out for location shoots. He hated to fly and refused to leave England towards the end of his life, so he would never be in attendance when they were doing, like, outdoor national park shots and, like, all the nature. Or when they did outdoor shots of the Stanley? Yeah, or, like, any time they were, like, a mountain. He, like, wasn't yeah. there for this any guy, of that. Stephen King sucks and nature is disgusting. And nature's gross. Stephen King sucks, but I'm not getting on that plane. <laughs> won't do it. And who gives a shit about mountains? <laughs> I hate trees. Just draw them. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. He just, you know, kind of seems like the worst. In the book, all the spooky events take place in room 217. That's, like, the known room. Um, And in the movie, it's room 237, which... We could have just been like, oh, we're trying to be different. So we changed it up. But actually, the Timberline Lodge, which was used for the hotel's exterior shots, said that they wanted to swap the room because they don't have a room 237, but they do have a room 217. And they said, we want people to pay for that room and we don't want to scare people off. Um, Funny enough, 217 is the most requested room at their hotel. So what they thought they were doing with 237 had like was who knew, nothing. Who knew was that garbage. people actually read books, right? Right? <laughs> who knew? So I just thought that was hilarious. Everyone still goes to this lodge and requests room 217. But they were the reason for the change in the movie. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy has many different translations. Kubrick wanted it to translate in different languages to different sayings. So in German, it goes to don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And in Spanish, it translates to, although one will rise early, it won't dawn sooner. And in Italian, it means he who wakes up early meets a golden day. Don't know why he wanted to do this. Motivational posters. They're inspirational. And then ours is about this crazy guy. I was <laughs> like, gonna say, I, I still like ours the best. The rest of them like fortune cookies. Yeah. I was gonna say, the, ours the, the rest creepiest. of them seem like they should have a cat hanging onto a rope in the... <laughs> <laughs> the little kitten reaching yeah. for the sky. That's totally it. Hang in there. So that was just a little artistic thing he wanted to do. Oh, did you have I was going to say, that's the other version of movies. He's not a author. He's a motivational poster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, I can't think of this fucking... <laughs> Gotta make my poster. Congratulation card. <laughs> There's a legend that Kubrick actually typed all of the pages that say all work, which I actually believe Here's the because thing. he. It wasn't. It, it was wasn't? his daughter. Was it really? He had his How daughter. Because you know? t- I watched the documentary oh, Room 237, which, by the way, is one of the clearest views of a descent into madness that I've ever seen. This it's documentary. The of the movie? No, no, no. It's. Just a bunch of people talking about the movie mm. and conspiracy theories involving the movie. Oh, there's so many And theories. it will make your eyes go cross and your head spin. It is absolutely insane. But he actually had his daughter t- hand type 
all of the pages. Okay. They did say it was a legend, so I wasn't sure who. Yeah. I would not have been surprised if he had done it, though, because of the great lengths Kubrick always goes to. Yeah. Sorry, we have the cutest dog distracting <laughs> me right now. Like, his Cap position. asleep. He's asleep, but his paw but is extended. Yes, he's yes. very sweet. You're so prim and proper. Dan Lloyd, who played little Danny in the film, this is the only movie he's ever been in, which I thought was interesting because so many people thought he was going to go on to be this amazing child star because he yeah. actually, I mean, he does he was a good great. job in the movie. Yeah. He's very but this scary. was it. He said he tried acting for several years, but then he was in high school and said, I'm just not having success with this. Screw it. And he backed on out. But I thought that was good interesting. Job, Danny. He also had no idea it was a horror movie, which I think is funny. Yeah, he said they, later they, in interviews, they really thought it was shed, a drama. Like they shielded him from the scary stuff. Right. You see his reaction to a lot of things, but he's not necessarily. He wasn't seeing, seeing you know, the two mutilated girls in the hallway or exactly. anything like that. And he just said he never found it scary because it. He saw the behind the scenes and he saw the making of everything and how they were putting things together and he just said it never freaked him out and he always felt so safe and thought it was just a drama but it's just so funny that he's part of this crazy horror movie and he was like do 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 jack nicholson improvised the line here's johnny which i think is beautiful love that because it's you know the most quotable line maybe of all time maybe of all time uh really quickly yes in another stephen king movie carrie what's the woman who played the mother why can't I think of her name? She was also in The Faculty. Piper Laurie. Duh. <laughs> well, duh. Jeez. Oh, it was Piper Laurie. It was Piper Laurie. Thank you <laughs> sure, so sure, much. Sure, 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 sure. Backwards. Are you sure it's not Laurie Piper? Piper? It was Laurie Piper. <laughs> I don't believe it. Who played Carrie's mother. She didn't know that it was a horror movie. She thought it was a comedy. That which is why her is performance funny. is so over the top. But so perfect for that movie. She's yeah, the scariest part it, of that like, movie. It works oh, yeah. yeah. It is so funny. But hey, that'll happen. So he improvised the line, here's Johnny, so beautifully. He also wrote a scene for the movie because he believed he had such a deep understanding of who Jack Torrance was and Kubrick was open to it and Which trusted scene? Jack Nicholson. The scene where he beats his wife while he's trying to write, like fights her off because oh, he thought... Okay. He added that in because originally he was just supposed to say something to her. And he was like, I think at this state that Jack Torrance is in, he would absolutely get violent with her in this moment because he's just right. reached, he's reached Critical his limit. Mass. And yeah, this is where it's going to happen. And Kubrick was like, actually, you're probably right. So he wrote that into the movie, which is great. Much of the set burnt down after the movie was made, which is interesting because... Everything burnt down in the movie, too. But it actually, like, burnt out. Like, the sets burned down. I think towards the end of shooting, I wrote down. Yeah, towards the end of shooting, a fire broke out and destroyed multiple sets. Not all of them, but almost all of them. It was a huge fire, and they never discovered what caused it, which I think is interesting. Did it burn down in the Kubrick version? Maybe just in the book. I didn't think so. In the Kubrick vision, it just ends with him freezing in the maze. Yeah. We just see him frozen. Spoiler yeah. Much. Yeah. But in okay. the in the book and I in see. Stephen King. I yeah. see what you were saying. Sorry. Yeah. I have not even bothered saying spoiler alert yeah. or anything because y'all better have seen The Shining. Okay. I thought you were saying it, it <clears throat> does that in the, the movie. movie. But and no, I, was I thought like, that was interesting that in the story it, it burns down and then the yes. set actually there was a burned down and they couldn't find the source. There was a huge fire on the set of Evil Dead 2 that burned down the cabin. Dun, dun, there was a huge dun. fire in The Exorcist that completely destroyed the entire set except for Reagan's room. Interesting. Why was that? What about your guys' okay. film? Nope. Any fires? 
Any fires, Jimmy? <laughs> no fires in anyone else's movie. Only the oh, only the women's films. Ooh. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Look into oh, it. God. Look into it. Think about it. Analyze it. Get back to us. This is okay. basically what back the us. documentary room thir- two thirty seven is like. Yep, I believe it. And also, the movie took five fucking years to make. Wait, what? Five years to make. Not. Like, people weren't always filming the actors, no, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. the movie took five years to make from conception to rewrites to reshoots to going out and finding the nature scenes to everything. Five years, which, again, like, Stanley, you have to let some things go. Five movies, like, total. And he was a director for, like, six And they years. all took, like, six years. <laughs> he, took, like, he made, like, five movies. Because they all took so long, and yeah. he always went over budget, and he always went over his time, because he just had to get everything perfect. Wow, which he again, sounds so good at his job. You could say, like, oh, he's this great artist. Laura, he had to sorry, take his time. Also, this sorry. is just me being an obnoxious, like, person who went to film school and was annoyed by this shit. For such a great artist, he never had an original idea. He always did adaptations he did. of shit. Which, eh, whatever. Just saying. <laughs> Again, not so. Sorry. There's one Kubrick fan in the building. A little I better. Guess. It's just Ashley. It's Cap. Oh, it's just <laughs> Cap. <laughs> only loves. No, them. his movies are wonderful, but, but, and I like, love them yeah. all. I just hate hearing no, how yeah. he was behind the I, scenes. Was, and like, that's true. I can, can differentiate so between much. the fact that he makes like his films are wonderful, beautiful like works of art, but yeah. it is yeah. like. The shots Him are beautiful, a, as a the person, colors are beautiful, the sets are garbage. beautiful, the performances are amazing, the music is awesome. So Very good. But he's a dick. Oh, also, another, this didn't have to do with the actors, but this is what ruined the crew's life, because he always needed to do a million takes. They had to do the blood coming out of the elevator scene, like, 15 times, and he, the crew would have to keep cleaning oh, it up my and God. doing it again. And, like, you're using gallons of gallons of whatever the hell they were using. So wasteful. Laura, what's the recipe? Yeah, oh, read it six again. six pints Cairo syrup. I don't know. I know there's some creamer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sticky situation. Hey, oh. There he is. And we delicious. needed that from you, Matt. We needed, num, 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 num. We needed that I'm contribution. Out. I'm out. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> That's where we'll end it. Yep. Where we'll end it. We'll I've had a couple end. beers. That's where we'll win. <laughs> thank you for joining us this week for Keep It Weird. Ooh. And thank everyone in this room for being here. Thank what a you, cast. Jimmy. Laura, hey. Matt, Me. all of our Southern Illinois alumnus. What? Oh, wait, what? sorry. Just Illinois. Uh, you were not from Southern Illinois. No. You were from just the state. Yes. For sure. Yes. Let's go around the room. Uh, Jimmy, do you have anything to plug your Instagram or upcoming projects? Go, go, see the, go see the new Halloween. Yeah. October. I hope it's great. 20th? Um, no. Danny McBride. I don't know what it is. Who knew? What? Who knew? Right. All right. Um, let's let's hope it's great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm not plugging any of my stuff. Go see great films. I like that. Um, support horror. Support yeah. Support yeah. Support your local, local horror. horror movies. If you say it fast enough, it sounds like support local your local whores. Yeah. Um, I will be do sure to have something to plug next time I'm you here. You better, so, uh, James. We'll, we'll do that. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Uh, 
Laura. I have nothing to plug except for go ahead and try and follow me on Instagram again. I Lucky LaRue at uh, Instagram.com. <laughs> what is it? I don't know the handle. <laughs> That's not correct, but I like to I know, don't know what it is. Sweetest thing it's I Lucky LaRue at Instagram.com. Maybe we should write something. Let's write a horror movie so then we can plug it on the next. Yes. And you know what you have to do is write a scene for me to die in a pool of Oh, that's see, you're going to be the opener. You're going to be the babysitter running from the house. And I can you're die get immediately. In a I just scene need to be in a blood. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah guys, sorry. can we keep sorry. it locked up? Lock okay, it okay, up. Okay, okay. Sorry about it. Just kidding. That won't be Lauren. It'll be Matt. Great. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, all right. I'll do the Instagram thing. <laughs> M dot W oh, no. dot R O <laughs> B. As in boy. No, I got to start over. Yeah, no. M dot W dot Roberts. I believe, I believe that's me. Yeah, I it think is. that's it. And I think also I numbers. Toenail Productions. That is well. I, we haven't done anything in such a long time. That's but okay. we are Your creators. in the there's something process in the works? of working on something it's a long ways away though i closed my uh, my own play that i wrote and co-directed Yay! that's amazing and it was uh go mad it was a lot of fun it was, what was it called again it was called hard to believe hard to Ooh. believe yeah and i'd try to explain it but it'd just be hard to believe, Too hard hard to believe. believe. i get you i feel I get you. you thank you so much for joining us this week on keep it weird follow our instagram and our twitter at keep it weird cast at instagram.com <laughs> And our Facebook page. Keep it weird. Everyone in this room, what's our sign off this week? Oh, twas twas Brilligan the Slithy Toes and Gyre and Gimbal in the Wave. And the most rats outgrade. Yeah. I wear the Jabberwock, my son. Jaws that bite the claws that catch. We sang it in our choir. Oh, frab just, oh, frab oh, just day, Kalu Kalu. He chortled in his joy. <laughs> Holy crap, have I found my tribe? <laughs> 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 you people. Kalu Kalu. Keep it. Oh. Bye, weirdos. Bye, weirdos. Bye, weirdos. Goodbye, weirdos. Keep away. It was on the Muppets. Oh, was it on the Muppets? There's a Muppets clip of the Jabberwocky where Rolf the dog is the dad and Scooter is the <laughs> one that slays the Jabberwocky. No, exactly. Look it up. Amazing. It's so worth it. So you know minutes. it from the, Muppets. from the Muppets. What do you know it from? Lewis Carroll. What the fuck would I know it from? Lewis Carroll. What do you, you know it we from choir. choir. I knew it from my seventh grade teacher made us memorize it. And before we would like, like the bell would ring, you know how the bell would ring and people would like run out of class and yeah. the teacher would be like, come back, not until I dismiss you. So before we would be able to leave class, he would make us perform the Jabberwocky. That's amazing. Is this the beginning of a horror movie is, where like everyone realizes they're connected so Do we have way? to make a horror movie loosely based on <laughs> yes, the Jabberwocky? That will be what I plug We're all time. connected by the Jabberwocky. Yes. <laughs>
This is I'm not, fucking so wild. I'm the one who survives. Matt, yeah, Matt survives. We all end up killing each who other. Survives this horror film. You have no idea. We summon the Jabberwocky. I'm so sorry, Cap. Matt has to defeat it. 